Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com. And if you want to join, all you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Was at the Helm, from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. 
Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar and you get a better buzz. <laughs> with the Savage Premium. So go to go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. These people are destroying the country, in my opinion. We are so much, so in trouble in this country. I don't know if people understand how dire the situation is. If Joe Biden loses, if the Democrats lose, the Republicans, who are so corrupt right now, and we all know that, they will move in. Trump will run in 2024. He might win because of all the cheating that's going on. You, we cannot let this happen. Mansion and cinema must be brought to check. They are the enemies right now of the of the democracy, as you as you pointed out before. Yeah. That yes, we have a great democracy, but it is it is really on life support right now because of these two people. Welcome back to the Savage Nation podcast. I've just come back for dinner. This is Thursday night. I couldn't sleep for the last two nights, to be honest with you, because of what's going on in this country. Uh, seeing the communists, and when I I saw that Pelosi pulled that bill. Here's my tweet: Communists hit stone wall. Pelosi and her gang pull vote on her death to America bill. I'll repeat that again for those of you who are used to watching the vanilla bland news of Fox News. Communists hit Stonewall. Pelosi and her gang pull vote on her death to America bill. That's exactly what just happened. No ifs, ands, or buts. That is what just happened tonight. She threw in the towel on getting the House to vote on this absurd communistic bill a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, which had almost nothing to do with bridges and tunnels and roads and everything to do with an entire amalgam of communistic left-wing programs. In a Dear Colleague letter, Mrs. Gangster Pelosi acknowledged that, quote, discussions continue with the House, Senate and White House to reach a bicameral framework agreement to build back better through a reconciliation bill. You're full of crap. You lost, you you creature, you. The bill which the California communist gangster originally planned to bring to the floor Monday moved to Thursday, couldn't get enough support from House communists who demanded that the bill be paired with Biden's $3.5 trillion communist welfare package. Are you listening to this? So despite the fact that they pushed it all night long, House Democratic leaders contended a floor vote would happen. They kept saying it would happen. Well, you believe Wolf Blitzer? You believe Jake Tapper? You believe Don the Pervert Lemon? I don't believe any of them. They're sick. They're degenerates. They make fortunes and hate America. But the Democrat communists from the so-called progressive caucus kept pushing and saying that at least 60 of their 95 members would not vote for the measure. This is Jailapal, the wild, crazy nutcase supremacist from India who now has more power than Pelosi, which we'll talk about a little later on in this podcast. Are you listening? And so they're in disarray. 
They're trying to tell you that it's going to come back. The reconciliation bill that Mr. Manchin should get a Nobel Prize. Means testing means that do you are we targeting people that need it or getting it or the people getting it that maybe could do without I and mean, they're in pretty good shape. So I said means testing. I said work requirements. Those are all very, very important in these things. And that way you target children. So you have the beginning of life, our children. Pre-K, yes. Then you have the end where our senior citizens want to live in the dignity and respect of their own home. We can do that with some assistance. And again, some can pay. Some can pay a little bit and some can't pay any. That's means testing. It goes an awful long, long way that way. I'm just not, so you know. I cannot accept our economy or basically our society moving towards an entitlement mentality that you're entitled, okay? I'm more of a rewarding because I can help those who really need help if those who can help self do so. As well as Kirsten Sinema of Arizona. Now, of course, they didn't do it because they're such nice people. It's because they're in swing states with people who really didn't like them that much and they won by a hair if they won it all. And so they have to now play the middle game. Members of the far-left communist so-called squid hit back at Manchin's top-line number is insufficient. Here is a dumb bartender girl, a hater, said it's not enough money. And there's the hater, Cory Bush, another loudmouth hater from Missouri, of course a Democrat, said the lower number would anger low-income people. She said, you all don't deserve the investment in climate. You all don't deserve two years of college. Who is he taking money from? She knows about as much about climate as my behind does. Are you listening? Democrats in the House saw and heard Mr. Manchin voicing his support and said, no, this is a bridge too far. And so they pulled the bill and their death to America bill. As I go to bed tonight, hoping that I will wake up in the morning to an America again is safe for one more night from this gang of degenerate, degenerate vultures. Michael Savage, a host like no other. I think the only thing we have here is that there are some people who really want to pass the uh, infrastructure bill right now. And so that, and that includes, you know, the two senators. And so I think that is allowing us to have people at the table once they realize that that infrastructure bill wasn't going to pass in the House. And look, we tried to tell people this. That bill was crafted just with a small group of senators. We have a very small margin here in the House. And we have said over and over again that in the House, everybody is Joe Manchin. And we have also a very strong progressive caucus. And I'm just so proud of our caucus because they are standing up for people who feel like they have not been heard in this country for a very long time. People who came out and voted for the president because of this agenda. People who came out and delivered us the House, the White House, and the Senate because of this agenda. And they want to see us fighting for this agenda. And that's what we're doing. And at the end of the day, we'll deliver both. Today we are talking about a sweeping new age welfare plan put forward by the most far left activists in the history of America to the left of Bernie Sanders. And behind all of them is U.S. Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal. And the question is, who is she? Who is this communist? Because that is what she is. Who has seized power in this country beyond that of any immigrant in American history? How did she get this far? She is the head of the House Progressive Caucus. Now, progressive means nothing. Progressive means outright communist is what it means. 
She is by far the most far left lawmaker in Congress. She is from Washington, of course, a Democrat. How did she jump from the financial world to far left activism so quickly? Who is behind her? Why is she trying to bankrupt America and turn it into a socialist nation? Now, you have to understand something about her background. She's glorified as the first South Asian American woman elected to the House of Representatives and one of only 14 naturalized citizens currently serving in the U.S. Congress. But if you dig into the background of Jayapal, who is one of the most hateful people I've ever seen in Congress, and that's saying a lot when you consider Bernie Sanders, occasional cortex, uh, and even Nancy Pelosi. This is a woman from whom hatred emanates in virtually every statement. What she did when she became a congresswoman was try to push a congressional resolution on Kashmir that would have freed up the terrorists who were under house arrest, in essence, in India to be able to communicate with each other. She tried to attack her own government of India, the country she left behind. And the prime minister of India at the time said, I'm aware of that resolution. I don't think it's a fair understanding of the situation in Jammu and Kashmir or a fair characterization of what the government of India is doing. And I have no interest in meeting Jayapal. That was the minister of India at the time. That was the external affairs minister, S. Jashkankar, who refused to meet this radical communist who seems to be a front for Muslim terrorists. In no uncertain terms, I am going to go on record and say that that's who she is and she is being funded by foreign sources. Now, you have to study this in a little detail to see what's going on. One of the first things she tried to do was introduce House Resolution 745 in the 116th U.S. Congress, which, quote, urged the Republic of India to end the restrictions on communications and mass detentions in Jammu and Kashmir as swiftly as possible and preserve religious freedom for all residents, unquote. Interesting. Really lift restrictions on communication and restore Internet access across all of Jammu and Kashmir as swiftly as possible. Now, why did India detain these people? Many of you know vaguely what Kashmir is. It's a disputed territory between India and Pakistan that could trigger an atomic war, a nuclear war. She is on the side of the Muslims who have been detained because they were detained, obviously, for their political activities and speeches, which called for the overthrow of the Indian government. So she is a deep state plant, not of America, but of the Muslim sisterhood around the world. Now, let me pause right there. If you say any of these things, you'll be called a racist because that's the game that they play. Dare to say it because this is what's going on. Your country is hanging like a loose tooth right now. Who is Jayapal married to? A man named Steve Williamson, a shadowy longtime labor leader and, quote, strategist. What does that mean? These are deep communists who are out to destroy the United States of America, in my estimation. But if you look at Jayapal, you see uh, simply an immigrant from India who has tried to pass a very, very nice infrastructure bill of $3.5 trillion. She came up with the idea of a human infrastructure bill, not building roads, tunnels, and things of that nature, fixing bridges. No, not building back better, but destroying as fast as she can. What she tried to do here is hijack the United States of America and turn us into a socialist nation. 
What's more ironic here than any is that India itself had been a socialist nation ever since the British were kicked out and it was suffering for decades as a failed third world nation. It was only when India introduced moderate forms of capitalism that India boomed. Ask anyone in India who can tell you what happened to India once they kicked socialism out of the uh, public debate and they started to incorporate capitalism. That's when India boomed. And here she is right to the end saying progressives won't back down. We're fighting the people's fight. People of who? Which people? And we're going to deliver the entire Build Back Better agenda. That's a U.N. agenda, by the way. Why do we need to pass the Build Back Better Act, Jayapal said just this week? Because we can't leave anyone behind. Not parents who need child care. Not our children and grandchildren facing this climate crisis. What the hell does she know about climate? This lying communist. Not immigrants on the front line. She means Muslims who want to flood America. Not people who need health care. Not anyone. In other words, she wants to create a welfare state, an entitlement mentality, a new age welfare plan. She is one of the most evil and dangerous people in the world, and we are stuck with her. How did she get here? Well, her mother is a 75-year-old writer, Maya Jayapal. What did her mother write? Her father, an 85-year-old MP Jayapal, who worked in marketing. Well, she was born in Chennai, Tamil Nadu, and she spent her childhood in Jakarta, Indonesia, and Singapore, and then went on to America to study for her undergraduate degrees when she was only 16 years of age. What did she do after that? She became a, quote, civil rights activist. Really? And she became a pro-immigration advocacy individual formed after 9-11. And she wrote books about oppression of immigrants and Muslims. Pramela is the younger of the Jaipal's two daughters. Sushila, 54-year-older daughter, is a lawyer, a lawyer who works in Portland. This one took up English literature and economics for her bachelor's at Georgetown. Wonderful. She did her MBA from the Kellogg School of Management, Northwestern. And strangely enough, this communist activist worked in a banking company on Wall Street for a couple of years in order to understand the enemy. And then she went into activism and into politics. So she created a thing called the hate-free zone, later changed it to One America, etc., and so on. And she ran it for 10 years and then went into politics and then seized this power. And the first thing she did was try to overturn the United States of America from the inside out with the New Age welfare plan, the entitlement mentality. This is the true story behind Pramala Jayapal, from the standpoint of my viewpoint as an immigrant son, this is the worst of all of immigrants that have ever come to America. She has taken over the far left House Democrats and turned it into an outright communist party. This is Michael Savage. I'll be back to tell you more about what is going on in this country right here on the Savage Nation podcast. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. I'm a former mayor. I know how important roads and bridges and sewer systems are. We need to do it. But the problem is, if we pass that bill tomorrow, we lose the leverage that we have here with at least two senators uh, in order to pass the more important uh, reconciliation bill, which will deal with the crisis in child care it will make community colleges tuition-free. It will lower the cost of prescription drugs. 
It'll end the disgrace of us being the only major country not to have paid family and medical leave. And it's something that I have been working on. It'll expand Medicare so that we will finally cover the dental needs of seniors, hearing aids, and eyeglasses, among other things. And on top of all of that, it will be the most significant legislation to deal okay. with the crisis of climate. Welcome back to the Savage Nation podcast. Now, here's a hidden fact that I don't think many people have talked about. Many of us know that pure communists have taken over the Democrat Party at the leading, at the top levels, the Jayapal, occasional cortex, and the others. They're naked communists. Anyone who knows history knows who they are. What many people don't seem to grasp is that this so-called bailout or so-called infrastructure bill following the last couple of trillion dollars of bailouts, much of it will go to capitalists who suddenly become socialists. And I'm looking at an article from April 12th, 2020, by an Indian gentleman named Vivek Kaul, K-U-L, in the Deccan Herald by the same title, Saving India from Capitalists Who've Suddenly Turned Socialists. And he begins by saying people of the same trade seldom meet together, even for diversion, but the conversation ends in a conspiracy against the public. And he's quoting Adam Smith in his book, The Wealth of Nations. And what he is saying is right now, during this economic crisis because of COVID, etc., there have been one bailout after another. And he writes that capitalists who otherwise want lesser government all the time suddenly want to be bailed out the moment they smell an economic crisis brewing. But he adds, given that there is only so much money that any government has, if the government chooses to bail out capitalists, as it often does, it did it under Trump, it comes at the cost of the public. Money used to bail out capitalists could have easily gone to something else, he writes. And then he goes on to talk about the economic crisis in India because of COVID-19, where Indian capitalists are demanding that the government rescue them as well as others in the economy. And they were demanding $200 billion, up to $300 billion, blah, blah, blah. And these were from a group of real estate developers. Can you believe this? So, in other words, real estate developers who were seeing softening in their profits suddenly want the government to bail them out. And he says that they want the government to spend 100% or even more of the taxes it earns in providing a stimulus to the economy. And he refers back to the British economist, John Maynard Keynes, K-E-Y-N-E-S, who first suggested that you should spend money to revive an economy during an economic crisis. And he did this in the aftermath of the Great Depression of 1929. The problem is, we all know that economic stimuluses can work. However, why should any of it go to big business? Do you know how much of our stimulus money under Trump went to big business? Airlines, shipping lines, you name it. Many, many, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars, because they're the biggest lobbyists. And so now we're looking at the communists in the Democrat Party, where they want trillions of dollars, not billions of dollars, to bail out not only every social program they've ever dreamed of to create them, bail them out, but to bail out every failing business in the United States of America, including big business. How do they do this? Well, they say it costs nothing. You know, Joe Biden's a filthy liar because he has no ethics, no morals, and no stability whatsoever. And so they tax and spend, tax and spend, tax and spend, and then they borrow. 
governments borrow to finance their extravagant expenditures. But what do they do when they borrow the money? Where does that come from? Governments borrow by selling bonds. And what happens is by selling more bonds, bond market investors want a greater rate of return on these bonds. And that's what's going on right now. They want bond yields that are going up on 10-year government bonds. They're going up all the time. And while interest rates are kept arbitrarily low by the manipulators in the White House, the bond market functions sort of on its own. And so this government is already borrowing to finance its expeditions into socialism. And it is no doubt going to go overboard with its borrowing and taxation in order to make certain that America can never, ever be great again. I'm Michael Savage. Thanks for listening. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Actually, 3.5 trillion was the smaller number. If you remember, our original request was for six trillion dollars, and 3.5 was the agreement that was that we made and that the senators made. But I will just say this: I like to think about this first of all as a zero-dollar bill, because Judy, all of it is going to be paid for by taxes on the wealthiest corporations and wealthiest individuals. Something, by the way, that makes the package even more popular across the country when you tell people that the richest people in this country are going to pay their fair share. Secondly, I would just say that the number is not arbitrary. It comes from being able to provide universal child care, paid leave, all of those things. So if somebody wants to propose that that's too much, tell me what you're going to cut out. Because unless I see that, I have no way to make a determination. As we go to press, so to speak, here on the Savage Nation podcast, this remarkable scorched earth policy of Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, and the other gangsters has not yet come up for a vote because the far left, meaning the communists, have blocked the vote on the bigger one. We all know that, okay? Now, what is really behind all of this? What you are seeing here is a group of leftists who have nothing but contempt for success and tradition. By pandering to the manufactured cry of diversity, they have divided and eroded this once great nation. Now, what is their goal? to consolidate power forever in their corrupt oligarchy, in plain English, the consolidation of power in their corrupt oligarchy. So life under Biden, it's not yet even begun, but it is happening here already. We see the decay of American culture. We see the USA is now like the USSR. We see that with the invasion of Haitians in particular, Biden is invading his own nation. We see that he is working with the most dangerous, subversive organizations in the United States. We also see that there are pseudo-conservative bullies in the media who are going along with Biden. We see that corruption festers in both parties. We see how diversity is destroying democracy. We see that competition, which is very healthy in nature and in politics, is largely non-existent under Biden. It is a dictatorship. We see an ignorance of history. We see that we have values and virtues in the nation that have been trampled upon, and it's all because of our complacency. That's right. The revolution has come to America. One level after another. Revolution, revolution, revolution. 
Now, many of you are confused about communism and about revolution. You think it means a proletariat revolution. No, that's not what you're watching here. You're watching a revolution of gangsters. These are gangsters who are simply trying to rob the treasury in large part. All of them are out for their own end. Revolution has come to America. It's a theme that you must remember. But most people are afraid to acknowledge what it actually is. Fox News is the worst of all of them. They're treating this just like a, a joke, just like a ratings joke, because they're afraid to go against the liberals in the advertising business. That is why very lightweight people are on Fox News. Not bad people, not stupid people, not unintelligent people, but people without guts. They don't really say it like it is. The soul of America is plainly up for grabs under this Biden gang. In the speeches of Biden, Cortex, Jayapal, and the other surrogates of the left, Elizabeth Warren, Pelosi, what you're hearing is a lie, a big lie, that there's a Republican right-wing government running America. The fact is we've had a radical, psychotic left-wing government since Biden took office, and before him it was Obama. Now remember this. I have to go back to Germany. Did they win a mandate to convert America forever into a communist dictatorship, a socialist dictatorship? Remember, I use these terms interchangeably because if you study the history of communism, you will see that all of the leaders of the original communist movement, the Bolshevik Revolution, said socialism is only the step towards communism. You understand that? Hitler won only by 33% of the vote. Hitler won only 33% of the vote when he took over the Reichstag. So let's say Biden won 51% of the vote, which many of us don't believe anyway, but let's say it was 51%. Think about it. Hitler won only 33%, so how did he survive and gain traction in the early years when he didn't have absolute power? Well, he made certain that the big business of his time, the industrialists such as the Krupps, the steel fortune magnates who manufactured weapons would get giant government contracts to rebuild the German military, jump to America. Ask yourself how Google, Microsoft, Facebook, Twitter, and other gigantic firms get away with their tax dodges, both under Trump and now under Biden. How? Now you understand the rest of the story. Google, Microsoft, Twitter push the inequality agenda in order to distract the public while they rob you by committing tax dodges, just as any pickpocket would direct your attention away from the hand that steals your wallet. So this crony capitalism that we are witnessing did not begin with Biden, but it has led now to a socialism naked. And the big banks, where are they? They're totally in bed with Biden. And this rumor is not just benign, it's cancerous. What big banks and big industry want to return for their money is protection. Protection to keep money circulating in their own systems. You see, small businesses and innovation actually threaten the positions of the fat cats at the top. And I mean Google, Facebook, Twitter, and all the other corporations we hail as innovative geniuses. They haven't been that for years. They're not that innovative. You can throw in Tesla as well a company that is not profitable, that is valued at a greater value than all three automakers. They've secured their position at the top and they're buying protection for themselves against anyone else being able to climb the ladder.
For the rest of us, it's Biden-style socialism. Now, I want to tell you something about the devil in the White House who has fundamentally neutralized the police and unleashed street thugs onto American streets. This is just the beginning, and the people know it. This is step one of the revolution that has arrived in America. But he has also neutralized the military after his disastrous so-called withdrawal in Afghanistan, locking up the one Marine who dared comment on the disaster of the withdrawal. The man was thrown into the brig, neutralizing the police, neutralizing the military. So let me tell you something about the revolution that has arrived in America. It's important that we talk about it. I have to tell you something about communism. You can find it right in the Communist Manifesto, which was originally published in London at the beginning of the revolution of 1848. 1848. The Communist Manifesto is a carefully articulated guide for the struggle that arises when capitalism and private industry create a dependent, subservient working class. But what does that actually mean? It means nothing. The authors Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels were two idiots. They were two spoiled, rotten, rich kids who didn't like other rich people and came up with an idealistic view of the world in which the peasants who were working in the factories and on the farms would own the factories and the farms and everyone would have a wonderful life. In the same way that the trust funders in America think the world will be great after a communist revolution. Has it ever worked out well when the peasants ran the factories? Let me give you a small example. There were grocery co-ops in Berkeley, California, Cambridge, Massachusetts, and others that followed their model as a result of the post-1960s fervor of revolution. The lame-brained idiots at Harvard and Berkeley wanted communism. They wanted the workers like the supermarket clerks and the guys who stacked cans on the shelves to own the markets. Well, how did the co-ops that they built work out in Cambridge and Berkeley? They didn't. They went out of business. And they went out of business because the workers couldn't manage the supermarkets. Moreover, thievery was at an all-time high, just as it is in America today, in California in particular, from all the left-wingers in the country who think it's their right to steal vegetables out of a salad bar because they perceive the company that owns the salad bar to be ripping them off. And it's not just ripping them off, but also suppressing the illegal immigrants who pick the lettuce and gather the tomatoes that are being served by robbing the salad bar. Right on, you jackasses. The socialism-communism rhetoric of Bernie Sanders is still resonating with the morons among the young, the cortexes, the occasional cortexes. Also amongst the uneducated, the illegal aliens, the brainwashed elite. Because revolution has come to America. It's coming from Sanders, Cortex, and others. It's also coming from the Catholic Church. But it's not coming from me. We have to fight to save America. We'll go into the fight at another time. But I want to continue on my discussion of what's going on in this country right now. When I come back, I will conclude with trickle-up poverty that is arising under Joe Biden. Home of borders, language, culture, the savage nation. Well, at the rate they're going, it doesn't matter which one of them is front and center. Uh, I just listed some of the plates they've broken. They're about to break another huge plate with this new uh, reconciliation bill. I call it the uh, 
the, the Make America, Turn America into Cuba bill, I think a uh, 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 best example of neo-socialism that I can think of. Uh, and once the American people realize that uh, the vice president and the president want to uh, convince them that it's in America's interest to to uh, uh, have $4 trillion in new spending, $2 trillion in new taxes, and, new tr- and $2 trillion in new debt, and tax, spend, and regulate America uh, into neo-socialism, right. I, I think nothing's going to help them in 2020. It's not that hard to conclude this podcast, because if you look at President Biden, what you see is people say, well, he's senile. I think he's faking it, by the way. I think he fakes the senility and then muffles his voice behind the mask because he gives an occasional press conference where he's totally cogent. To me, he looks like a a devious, destructive child who takes apart a priceless watch that was carefully passed down to him. Without regard for the value of what he holds, he recklessly scatters the pieces of the watch on the floor and then can't put them back together again, and he doesn't care. And failing to learn from his mistakes, our destructive child president moves on to another room where he finds another watch to take apart. Once again, he cannot put the pieces back together again. That doesn't stop him from tearing apart yet another costly timepiece until all that's left are the pieces of discarded functionless watches lying at his feet. But what's worse is that nobody steps in to stop him before he destroys again. I have been watching in stunned amazement these last months as Biden the destroyer has systematically taken apart America piece by piece while the complicit fifth column government media complex and the lapdog political leaders remain silent. Joe Biden is tearing down everything that was built before that man was even born. Look no further than the fundamental requirement to preserve America's borders and national security. Look what he did to our military. Look what he did to our borders. Look what he did here. He has just let 100,000 Afghanis into America. He is now letting hundreds of thousands of illegal Haitians come into this country. But this is not really new to the Democrat Socialist New World Order left, is it? On May 19, 2010, Obama, the destroyer, made this astonishing statement when he spoke with the president of Mexico. This was Obama then. In the 21st century, we are defined not by our borders, but by our bonds. That is the mantra of the radical scum left. Are you looking at what this petty dictator Biden is actually doing? Are you looking at what's going on in this country? Didn't Biden take an oath to uphold our laws? Didn't Biden take an oath to defend our borders against all enemies, both domestic and foreign? Do you know that without clearly defined borders, anybody can waltz right into America, including those who would kill us while we sleep, let alone the deadbeat bums, parasites who are coming in now? Without borders, there's no nation. Without borders, there's no security. That is where we are today. But Biden, the destroyer, is not satisfied with his open borders policies. He now wants to burden us with a debt that nobody can ever recover from. You see, there's so much more to demolish and so little time to do it for Joe Biden. He has driven a knife into the heart of this nation and replaced it with socialism as fast as he can. He has desecrated the honor of America's military by what he has done in Afghanistan. Mark my words, history will show 
that Biden, the destroyer in chief, has impoverished the middle class with taxation, regulation, and a desecration of our cherished freedoms. Moreover, as I have tried to tell you for years, first about Obama and the others on the left, Joe Biden is a naked Marxist-Leninist whose sole ambition in life is to transform America into the USSA, the United Socialist States of America. You might be thinking, oh, come on, Michael, you're way off the mark here. Biden is just a regular guy with a wife and nice kids and grandchildren and a dog who wants to make things better for the poor. He's no socialist. He's just doing the best he can for the country. You're wrong. While Biden's Robin Hood persona is the popular view, it's inaccurate, as he demonstrates on a daily basis. President Biden is robbing from the middle class to give to the rich and the poor. Read that again. Huh? Unlike the legendary medieval outlaw lurking in Sherwood Forest, a man whose mission was the betterment of the poor, President Biden has robbed and will rob from the middle class to give to the rich and the poor. Don't take my word for it. The evidence is everywhere. Everywhere you look, not just on paper, but in the streets themselves. Joe Biden is a reverse Robin Hood, a modern twist on the mythical character, packaged and sold to the sheeple he is exploiting. Make no mistake about it, unlike previous presidents who consulted with Congress, seeking its cooperation to implement new initiatives, Biden operates as if his wishes are the law of the land, and he is using any means necessary with his hatchet woman, Pelosi, and his communists in the squad. Why is he doing this? He used to be a kind of normal middle-of-the-road man. What happened to him? In fact, he laughed just last week at a meeting with the so-called progressives who are naked communist American haters. He said, I used to be a moderate. He laughed about that. He is living in a dream world, acting as if his wishes are the sole determinant for the future of America. Do these words sound extreme to modern ears? Perhaps. But then again, remember, I, Michael Savage, have a bias. I was born in another time and come from another generation. I come from a time in our history where all politicians, regardless of their political stripe, drew a line in the sand when it came to issues of national security, the military the sacred nature of the family. None of the politicians in my time intentionally engaged in policies that would leave the country naked and vulnerable to those who would harm us. If they had advanced such views, they either remained unelected or were thrown out of office. What a different world it is today. Look what has happened to this nation. And so we come back full circle to what was started a long time ago you could say by Obama, I would say it began even before him. I would say that this megalomaniacal Biden has a view that will destroy the United States of America entirely. Many of you are deceived and you think that this is simply about rebuilding bridges and roadways and tunnels. You are mistaken. Of course, our infrastructure has been suffering because the money has been stolen by the very politicians who now want to pick your pocket with the so-called infrastructure plan. Let me remind you of something. All of this rebuilding of our roads and bridges and tunnels could be done by privatization. I wrote about this in one of my books years ago. I think it was Government Zero. Where do you think the word toll road originated? It goes all the way back to the Revolutionary War era of America. Roads had to be built then. There was no money from the taxpayers to build the roads. So they built tolls, 
toll roads originated to pay for the construction of the roads. That could be done today through privatization instead of robbing the middle class again to pay off the gangsters in the construction industry who are behind all of this. They never had it so good. If you think it's only about roads, tunnels, and bridges, I've got another guest coming for you. So what we're living through now is a disaster on almost every level, social, economic, moral, you name it. And it's all because we have a scorched earth policy under Joe Biden that will not come to a quick end soon. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from it. And I want to remind you of something that I think is important for you to know. We have over 280 Savage Nation podcast episodes available to you absolutely free. I'll say that again. You can go back into this vast library of over 280 episodes and listen to any one of them or several of them at your leisure so you never have to be without the Savage Nation. Thank you very much for listening.